0: The whole house where they were sitting they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them all of them were filled with the holy spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the spirit enabled them now they were staying in jerusalem god God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language. Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: speak in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, it's very exciting to be here. I've got lots of happy memories of this church. Um, Last time I stood here was um, for uh, a carol service. It must have been three or four years ago, I don't know, but Mike wasn't here then. He was on sabbatical or something, and Jitesh was running the parish, but uh, it was great to be with you for a carol service. I've been here a number of times in the process of, um, of, of interviews, and, and you will know, won't you, that we, we ran, went, went round the route one or two times because we were really keen to find somebody that we were, we were sure had a real strong sense of call and anointing to this role. It's an important parish, and uh, really delighted when we came to the point where we were able to, to appoint Adam. I'm really excited to be here because for my wife, Diana, this is the first time she's been in a church for how long? Forever? A year? Yeah. yeah. Our, our church still hasn't started meeting. It's in, in Kenilworth. But we still don't meet live, so, um, so we'll go anywhere at the moment. I'll tell you, it's great It's great to be with you. Of course, my main claim to fame, actually, I've got two main claims to fames. One is that I'm Mike Duff's boss. So uh, over the last year, I've been trying to knock him into shape, and uh, he's doing a great job. I know you were sad to lose him, but we've been really grateful to welcome him. He's a round peg in a round hole, doing a really good job. My other main claim to fame, of course, is that I used to be Sam Douglas's vicar. Nice to see you again. So here we are in the middle of um, a a whole time of transition, aren't we? Is is it worth looking at what was happening 2,000 years ago? I I think it is. I think when we look at the church, the early church, struggling with a period of of disruption and going into a period of transition, we can see a few things that can really help us in this time. Uh, Move on the slides a couple of times. We'll skip through some of them. next one as well. Uh, first of all, it's a it's happy birthday to the church, isn't it? I think the day of Pentecost is is the day that officially the church was born, because of course the church isn't defined as a kind of institutional thing by constitution. It was set up when the Holy Spirit came on men and women and boys and girls, and suddenly people understood what they were here for as witnesses to Jesus' life, death and resurrection. And I want to offer you four words, all beginning with the letters RE, that I think they were working on in this story, and we need to work on too. And the first one is the word regroup. That's a picture I found from your parish profile. I think we'd all feel a bit awkward in that situation now, wouldn't we? We'd be a bit kind of, oh, keep your distance, steady on not too close. Are you breathing over me? We wouldn't want to be, it'd be like, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, who are we now? What have we been through? What, why does that kind of picture look a little bit uncomfortable? Now is a time to regroup. And that is what Jesus does brilliantly. It's why he was called the Good Shepherd. And the disciples understood that. Next slide, please. When Matthew was in the, when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, Matthew records him saying, Am I leading a rebellion that you come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then... All the disciples deserted him and fled. They went in their own direction. They said, it's too dangerous being around here. I might catch something. Guilty by association with the life of Jesus Christ. The word being fulfilled is from Zechariah thirteen seven, where the prophet writes, Awake sword against the shepherd, against the man who is close to me, declares the Lord Almighty. Strike the shepherd And the sheep will be scattered. So they struck the good shepherd, and the sheep were were scattered. And then what did the shepherd do? He rose from the dead, and he did what shepherds do. He went after the ones that were lost that had gone astray he went to find James and John and Nathaniel who were fishing he went to find Thomas who was saying I can't believe what's going on around here he they went to he went to find the two that were on the road to Emmaus that were saying that was so downcast and saying I don't know what's going on around here but I can't cope I'm just going back to my old life I'm just going my own way it's all a bit too difficult The vicars that we've been ringing over the last few weeks have been saying, you know what, we we don't really know who our congregation is at the moment. There were people that were at the front every week and we've hardly seen them over the last year and there are others that were in the background or new people that have joined who have come to us (laughs) and and, and now they're, 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 you know, we're kind of building ministry around them but they weren't there before and now they're here. Jesus wants to work with you as you seek to regroup as a community, because in the reading on the day of Pentecost that we've just had there, it said when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in the one place. Today, let's commission you all as under shepherds. If there's people that haven't been around for a while, and you're good friends with them, give them a call. Send them a text, an email, a WhatsApp, whatever. Say, missing you. Let's not do guilt. Let's not do condemnation. But let's warmly encourage all the sheep, all the brothers and sisters to regather. There's a regathering to be done. Uh, next slide, please. And amid the regathering, there might be some issues to be resolved. There might be some misunderstandings that need sorting out. You know, some, most vicars have been struggling Uh, I'd say this because, you know, I'm sure it's not been true for you, Adam, but a lot of vicars have have encountered a fair amount of anger over the last year. And I understand the anger. And most of them have said, I know it's not personal, but it's still been hard to handle. That some people think we should have stopped meeting. Others people think we should have been meeting and we should have done that. And we're all kind of mild COVID experts in our own way, aren't we? But when we regather... That's the time to deal with the issues that are resolved and let them go. Just let them go. Anything that causes you, uh, those of you that are online or here present, that keep at a distance, you know, hold your defenses, it's time to let it go. It's time to regather. The shepherd's on the move. Let's regather. Two more words. Three more words. Uh, Next slide, please refocus. I won't say too much about this because you, uh, you've been addressing this over the last couple of, uh, of weeks. But in, in Acts chapter 1, when they were trying to work out what to do about Judas, trying to come to terms with having lost him, that was one of the issues they needed to address. Um, they realized that they needed to appoint someone to make up for it. And uh, as you know, in my work, I'm always reading parish profiles and CVs and all the rest of it. And, And the church did a bit of a process like that. They said, well, we need someone with particular qualifications. What do we need? Next slide. They need. Can you just put the next one on? It's necessary to choose one of the men who's been with us the whole time Jesus was with us, beginning with John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us to his resurrection. The church was commissioned and here refocused on the call to be witnesses to the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Interesting to remember that, that Jesus' brother, James, who would later have a significant role, was not one of those that was put up as a possible witness because, of course, he hadn't been with Jesus all through his ministry. Probably knew Jesus the best, but hadn't been with him. They wanted witnesses because the primary call of the church was to refocus around being witnesses to God's resurrection, Jesus' resurrection. Now, there are so many other things we can think about. You know, how to be online, how to adjust to a new vicar, pastoral demands, practical demands, never mind the environment, living in love and faith, Black Lives Matter, etc., etc. All of these things are demanding our attention. And, and, And it is right that we are aware of them, and it's right that in time we engage with these things in a really practical way. But none of those things should ever take away the primary focus, which is on Jesus, his life, death, and resurrection, because it is engagement with that that opens up new life. It's, it's, it's the thing that reminds us that our lives matter, whoever we are. So refocus on the purpose of the church, and that's what you're seeking to do, I know, with your um, uh, review that's taking place at the moment. Next slide. Third word, receive. I love the story of Pentecost. Y- you see, the thing is that everything else... Every other story, you can sort of stop and say, and therefore we ought to do something. But the lovely story of Pentecost is God saying, stay still. Come to me with open hands. Come to me with an open heart and an open mind. And allow yourself here and now to receive the fullness of my life. I love the fact that in the commission, the focusing, Jesus said to his disciples, it's not for you to know the times and the dates the Father has set, next slide please, by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. What? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Don't be ridiculous. There's only 12 of us. Oh, hold on a minute. You've gathered a few more. There's 120. But even so, that's only enough for one synagogue. So God gives an impossible task and says, you know what? You cannot do it. Humanly, it's impossible. So wait and receive. I hope this is a season where God is giving us all some impossible tasks. I, I, it would be great if he'd calling each one of us to do something that we cannot do in our own strength. This may be pushing the boundary a little bit, but let me just give you an example. I was watching the telly the other day and watched a football match. It was Liverpool playing against West Bromwich Albion. Did anybody see this match? anybody see this match my son-in-law has recently got sky and when he's not using it he lets me log on so there i was watching this football match and and i saw something incredible anybody know this bloke's name alison his name is alison his name is alison becker he's a brazilian goalkeeper he was playing for liverpool against west bromwich albion and the two teams were one-all. And Jurgen Klopp, the coach, says to Alison Becker, who's in the goal, he's the goalkeeper, he says, go forwards, go forwards. It's the last minute of the game. There's a corner. Go forwards. So Allison goes forwards. He stands in the penalty area. The corner comes in. Allison leaps into the air does a phenomenal header and scores the goal that gives liverpool the opportunity to enter into the champions league next time the thing that struck me as interesting is that while everyone was piling around him he was standing like this i thought what's he what's going on here he was just standing like this and like this and like this and everyone was gathering around him and he was standing like this. He's the only Premiership goalkeeper to have scored a header, a goal by a header. Only six Premiership goalkeepers have scored goals. Next slide. Yes, you're right. Alison Becker said this, I was lucky and blessed to score. Those kind of things you can't explain. You can't explain a lot of things in life. For me, the only reason those thing, kind of things is God, and he put his hand on my head today. Alison Becker has been nicknamed the Holy Goalie because he's been giving God credit for the amazing thing that he did because goalkeepers don't score goals, especially with their heads. Well, you know what I'm saying. Is there some impossible thing that you think God might be calling you to? And you'd say, don't be ridiculous, I'm a goalie, I use my hands. Is there something ridiculous that God is calling to you to? Because if God is calling, you need to hear the words of the holy goalie. Today's the day we need God to put his hands upon our heads and commission us for that which is impossible. And my final slide is we are here To reach out. It's great to gather in, and I know part of the reason for for gathering together, you know, as a picnic later on today was to be out there as well, because we're here to reach out. This is an important time for the church. Let me close with one more verse. It was about eight or nine years ago that I felt captivated by a phrase that's in the book of Hebrews. Do you ever have this? You read in the Bible, and something just sort of sticks with you, and you can't get it out of your head. Sounds a bit more like um, Kylie Minogue, doesn't it? But uh, (laughs) you you can't get it out of your head. And, And this is one of those verses. It comes from Hebrews chapter 12. And it says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken... Let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and with awe. The worship life of the church is connected to the kingdom life that Jesus established and brought to earth through his public ministry to which we are witnesses and released to the earth through the power of the Holy Spirit. And eight years ago, nine years ago, I found myself unable to stop thinking about this verse. What does it mean to receive a kingdom that is unshakable? And I felt like God was saying, there is coming a time where the earth will be shaken. And that is the time that my children need to be released as men and women and boys and girls that can speak of an unshakable kingdom and I found myself thinking then I mean years ago you know well will it be a financial crash or you know will the internet go down or you know will there be civil unrest or what is that about and then I discovered a, a global pandemic that was going to challenge all of our idols. If I thought that that my God was the way that I appeared, well, I couldn't get to the hairdresser, I looked a mess the whole time, you know. If I thought it was about celebrities, we didn't know what to do with celebrities. We just wanted lorry drivers and nurses and people working in shops. If we didn't know what to do with our sporting heroes, well, they hadn't got anything to do either. Our musicians, everybody, all the stuff that we idolized became unnecessary. (laughs) And our world shook and into our shaking world, Jesus today says to you and I, the witnesses of God's life and resurrection, receive an unshakable kingdom, that you may be the good news in a world that is breaking, creaking, uncertain, fearful, anxious wracked with mental health illnesses and so on. Come to me, the rock, the unshakable one, and receive a kingdom that cannot shake. Should we stand together and pray? And I'm not putting anything on you or anything else, but why don't we stand together and receive from God whatever he wants to give us this morning? It may be that he wants to, uh, I don't know where the camera is, by the way, so uh, it's, there must be one somewhere. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Hi to everyone online. You know, maybe if, you, if you're at home, if you're in bed, maybe you want to stand up and just uh, open yourself to God, or maybe you're, um, you know, making a cup of tea or something, just pause for a moment, shall we? And stand and say, Lord, whatever it want, you want to give us today. I'm open to receive it. It might be an impossible task. Like scoring a goal somewhere. It might be an impossible task. But I can can receive that, Lord Jesus, if you give me the things to make it with. It may be the invitation like the two on the road to Emmaus, to turn around and to walk back towards God, to walk back towards his church, to reconnect. It might be today that you're, you're someone who is really shaking. The things have happened to you, anxieties have, have got into your heart and mind And you yearn for Jesus the rock to reestablish the foundation of your life again. Or maybe you're simply at that place where you're saying, Lord, I know your call and I know your love but Lord, would you come afresh and fill me with your life-giving spirit. So may the Father who loves us so much. How great is the love the Father lavishes upon you. May he pour out his love upon you. May Jesus who gave his life as a ransom for you, the good shepherd. May he meet you on the road. May he turn you around may he thrill your heart with the Father's love and compassion. And may the Holy Spirit who took a group of nervous and anxious hidden men and women and turned the world upside down. May that spirit be poured afresh upon us this day. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and do that thing that we cannot do. Without strife. Without struggle. We offer to you our open hands. Our open heart our open minds and ask you to come and we will receive whatever you choose to give us this day.